0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Tribe of Nerds. Um, it's going to be a bit of a different uh, kind of podcast um, because uh, I am going to be doing a solo podcast, uh, doing a review of Ms. Marvel. Um, we haven't been able to review it as of yet since it finished. We've already week and a half, two weeks ago, last week. I think it was last week, actually. But, um, yeah, I haven't been able to get to reviewing it with anybody. Uh, People have been busy. People haven't had time to watch it. Uh, Or I don't have time to podcast about it, unfortunately. I want to be fair to it and give it enough time on its own to have enough of its... You know, give it its own review. I think that's only fair to this... Series as with every other MC thing eventually it'll be rearranged. We'll see what other people think of it Besides myself, but we're gonna do a quick You know decently sized miss marvel review on my own I wrote my own thoughts wrote down the cast numbers I wanted to talk about um, And the post credits easter eggs um, I have my ranking uh, Set which I shared in my tier list, but I don't know which other way to do it, but here we go for Miss Marvel. My personal viewpoint on what this show brought—the thirty-sixth uh, fully finished MCU property. Um, so my spoiler-free impressions to start off: it is a unique visual style for the first few episodes and the finale. So probably like the first, want to say three episodes, two episodes at least, uh, and and the finale uh and then after until the finale uh it then moves away from it to give us a side plot line in Karachi Pakistan now it is very cool to see the culture and family dynamics represented um and have this muslim family and this muslim superhero i think everything about that is extremely great and um i don't want to demean that at all um my issue i guess the side story to pakistan while impactful with her grandmother and obviously her relationship with her mom um i think and all the red daggers were cool and we'll get to them um but uh it just mainly it was like the plot the villains with uh, nashma and the clandestines just didn't work for me we'll get to them more Um, They were underdeveloped and rushed. Um, I think the whole Karachi plotline wasn't as interesting, and I think it lost that visual style. And then the finale brought it back, and the finale was awesome. But I have to take into account um, the whole show. And I think the main thing that hurt this show uh, was kind of the pandemic and this six-episode format. Plus, Disney choosing to release it and Kenobi at the, oh, we want Kenobi at the same time when it started. And I don't think their marketing did this show justice, unfortunately. I really don't. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised by, like, the first couple episodes. I really was. And so I wanted to put it a little higher if I could, but I can't. And I, I do enjoy this and some other things. But I, I have to take into account the entire show. So let's just get into it. Madhvillani is Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. I thought she was great. I just want to put it out there. I think she was fantastic, and I think she is one of my new favorite Phase 4 characters because they did a really good job with her character. Mad Vlani seems like an actual super fan in real life. This fit her. Obviously, you can see why she was cast as Kamala Khan she made this character interesting and i'll be honest the only other time i'd seen this character because i understand she's only been made in the last decade she's an only only recent uh, addition to the marvel comics um marvel universe and um she i had only seen her in marvel ultimate alliance 3 uh the video game for the switch and she was part of the roster and she actually is a very powerful hero in that game, but and they did this with a lot of the heroes. They gave them her really cringy, cringeworthy dialogue, uh, really bad, not writ, badly written dialogue, I should say. Um, and they did that for most of them, except maybe Deadpool was like the only one that had decent dialogue in the game. In that game, um, and that's a game I love, but uh, you know, it's not perfect and. Um, so yeah so but she was great here i think she was uh just that made this character so great uh she's a teenage girl she's muslim she's pakistani she's just she's great and she's an avengers super fan and i thought her dynamic with her family was great um, I thought how they... I know the like the whole bangle thing and the changing of her powers people had this hissy fit over. I thought by the end, they had her using Viggen at the end. That's a signature, you know? That's her signature thing from the comics. And so they had her use that at the end. And I thought... Honestly, it worked in that finale for me. I really thought it was cool. And her visual style of... Everything was just perfect. I thought it worked, um, so that she really worked for me, and that that's great. Um, and I'm sure people feel represented by her for sure. Um, then we have Matt Lintz as Bruno. For me, Bruno, I I guess I related to, but I like obviously you know I'm not going to say he's a star of the show because that defeats mogulani's great performance in this show. Um, but I did really like Bruno. I liked their relationship together, as best friends. Um, I thought he came off as this really smart, intelligent young man, and I love how, he's, how he was accepted by Kamala's family, and how he was accepting of them, and just the community, and he was a really good character. Um, and we'll get to the reveal later, but I did really like Bruno. Um, uh in this show and he did he, apparently Matt Linz was in contention to be Spider-Man in the MCU, actually I think he came out and said that. Um and so cause my dad and I, my mom, and dad and I were like, yeah, he does look like a Peter Parker. So like you know, obviously they kind of wanted that vibe a little bit. And but it did work. Very much so. Uh then we have Yasmin Fletcher as the Kia Another MC Nakia, the other one being in Black Panther, of course. Um, but she she was fine. Um, I thought it was interesting to have her be this best friend to Kamala as well. That she was worried about her power secret, about her powers getting out to Nakia. And then she was mad at her for a few couple episodes. I think that was a little bit rushed. That's another part, is like... Their relationship did feel a little rushed, but I, I liked when it was on screen. I just feel like the whole healing relationship was just like, Okay, it's fine. It's fine. You know, I, I don't know. I feel like it could, that could have been handled better, the reconciliation between them. A little bit. A little bit. Then we have Rish as Kamran. Um, I thought he was great, actually. Um, I thought, obviously he was the best part of the clandestines. I'm not a fan of the clandestines, but Kamran was great. And obviously, you know, they'd build him as, like, this love interest. But he was more than that. And I was super interested from the end of the second episode how that he was going to tie in. Fortunately, he ended up being the most interesting, only interesting one of them. Um, I thought him getting sort of this power set like Kamala's, but, like, not being able to control it um, from, like, the Nor light from Najma, his mom. And... um, yeah i i um and then him being like a refugee i thought that that fit thematically i did think that i did think that worked um so i thought cameron worked if i'm being honest there were some fun scenes um with him interacting with other characters calling bruno brian was funny until he's like oh i'm so sorry i didn't know i was calling by the wrong name like that was cool um so i did like cameron i'm interested to see where his mcu future might uh it was Nobia Shroff as Maniba Khan or Kamala's mom. I thought she was great. Um, she was a good character and this mom that was like overprotective. But then like she's like, Kamala, I'm only yeah, I'm only doing this to protect you. And I just thought she was great. Um, she like she was and she was funny at times and she was serious when she needed to be. And I thought she was another very strong point of this show, was was, uh, Muneeba Kanya. Mohan Kapoor is Yusuf Khan, Kamala's dad. Um, also very good. Um, love him trying to, like, bond with his daughter by dressing up as the Hulk. Like, that was fun. Um... And that conversation in the finale was beautiful, um, very well done, like, I thought he was a really fun, he's definitely the best dad, the best MCU dad, or one of them, for sure, I mean, they had, like, best dads in the MCU, and they said Yusuf Khan is now, like, the best, I can totally agree with that, he's a wonderful father, and, uh, I really enjoyed him, um... Cigar shake as uh, Amir Khan, Kamala's brother. I thought he was great. I thought I liked how he came in in the finale to like help the kids out and his sister. Like I thought he was really fun. He was really snarky and he was really fun, A really fun character. Actually. Um, so I, and I liked his bond with his sister. Um, could have gotten more of it, to be honest, but I didn't. I didn't hate it. I liked. I really liked their dynamic when we were seeing it. Their, the family dynamic, the cons, was really, really good. Then we have uh, Samina Maud, Asana, Kamala's grandmother, and as not just like I say that th- those two episodes really did hurt the show a little bit, it's mainly because that six episode format, because I did like Kamala's grandmother, and I thought that was really, really cool. And... We can talk about, like, the time travel implications because it was a little weird because it kind of contradicts what Endgame put out. I don't know. We'll have to kind of explain that because that was just interesting of Kamala being the one to save her grandmother and lead her back to her father. Um, But I thought Sana was good, and she had that dynamic with her daughter, with her mom, and my mom and dad and I thought that, the grandmother with the Sana and Muniba looked a lot like. They picked really good actresses for them and so that worked very mm-hmm. much so for me. Um, then we have Armis Knight as cream red dagger, so like an interesting character in many ways. I thought the red dagger thing was cool. I, I feel like and how they that incorporates into Kamala's costume and everything, I uh, thought that was cool. Um, and the actor did a good job. Cream, did, Cream was cool. I liked him. I just feel, again, this plotline was rushed, unfortunately, and Rip Waleed. Uh, but, um, the Red Daggers, I'm looking forward to seeing more of them, potentially. I think that'd, that'll be cool if we... There's even room at this point, um, obviously, with all the big announcements, but we'll see. Then we have Nimra Bucha as Najma. So, the clandestines are the week part of the show. My issue for me was that we get to episode two, we have this bigger reveal, and then we have episode three, and it's all of a sudden, like, so they're kind of like, you know, we're trying to get home, and they're, you know, they're trying to play sympathetic. And then Kyle's like, well, I have my brother's wedding, obviously I have to, I want to take some time to think about it, That's all of a sudden rushes into the clandestines being like, okay, we're going to kill everybody at this wedding just rushes into that. It doesn't work for me. Like again, it's like the Carly Morgenthau thing from Falcon and Winter Soldier. They want you to sympathize with these characters and then they turn around and they make them out all of a sudden to be these drastic, like, terrorists. And I, I just I mean this this is bad when when you know you're trying to get rid of these, you know, tropes and whatnot and and bad bad stereotypes, and um, I, ju- I just don't think, and I, I don't want to, you know, I, I, I wish I had someone on here, a Muslim person, that I, you know, could share their perspective of this, because I don't know what it's like. So, I, I just, how they rushed it just didn't work for me, unfortunately, and that sucks because they could've had some potentially all right villains on their hands. And they just squandered these characters, and Najma in particular, could've been a really interesting villain. The actress did a good job for what she was given. She just didn't get anything that was super compelling. And the special effects of her and her other, uh, for, uh, her other clandestine pal, they were, reminiscent of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man with the skeletons and the goblin bomb. Uh, I would do a goblin impression, but it's late at night, so... uh, And the time of recording. Um, Let's talk about damage control. So then, like, episode Five, in, like, Rush, and they kill off the clandestines, and you still have one episode left, and you're like, they wrapped up that storyline. What are we going to do now? And then they put damage control in. And so, like, the post-credit of episode 1 sets up Damage Control, and you have the return of Agent Cleary, who was in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, And you meet Agent Deaver. Um, And, uh, you know, you thought kind of Agent Cleary in No Way Home was kind of a jerk, obviously, um, with what he was doing. But obviously he comes off as, like, the good cop in this show. Uh, and Agent D is like, the bad cop, and she gets in trouble at the end because she disobeys orders. Um, I, like, I thought Damage Control bringing them back in, because we saw them in Spider-Man Homecoming. They messed with Vulture. Um, and apparently Marvel was gonna do their own show of Damage Control, but obviously, like, the way they're doing it now is much better. We didn't need a whole show revolving around Damage Control. So them coming in here and being... In there, Marvel's, like, police force in the comics. So... Having them here in this world, in this universe, is wonderful. Um, So, I don't know. I I like them as villains more than I liked the clandestines, to be honest. I I really think they would have worked better if we had these six episodes, if that has to be the case for most of these Disney Plus shows, is that the... Is that has to be six episodes why spend time on villains for two episodes um, of that like when you don't develop them that well instead of just like focusing on damage control at this point I think that they fit with what the narrative was and they had that like home alone style in the final episode at the school with like the chemicals and like I thought that just worked actually but they didn't get it as much time um, but we're going to see Damage Control more uh, from what it looks like um, from Comic-Con announcements. That'll be talked about in another podcast. Other post-credit scenes. Um, so besides the Damage Control, so we get the two in the finale, I'm going to count the one that's like at the end, technically not post-credits, you could call them mid-credits, whatever. Um, but Bruno comes in with Comrade's car, as a car now. But he reveals, the big reveal, that Kamala Khan is a mutant in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And Kamala uh, being a mutant is huge. The confirmation finally mutants being in the MCU. And we know they're coming. The X-Men 97 theme, or the X-Men Animated Series theme, playing in the background. Do, 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 do. Uh, we've heard it multiverse of madness with Charles Xavier, with Sir Patrick Stewart coming back. And... I thought that this was amazing. This was like the big reveal of this finale. Really contributed to it as well. But the finale, finale was good up until this point. I, I did like the finale otherwise, but this was awesome. This was this is how to do a reveal. Um, I know people are pissed. Oh, no humans! But I like how they're gonna set up the mutants. And we could still get Inhumans. We got Black fricking Bull in Multiverse of Madness. We got Anson Mount. And like they can still do that and do it much better in a human show that's connected to this universe and isn't crap. Like, from what I've heard of the ABC's in show. So Yeah. I, I think this was a cool reveal. And our final post credit Carol Danvers, uh so Kamala always gets switched like the bangle starts acting up and suddenly Kamala switches with Carol Danvers crashes into her closet, looks at all the pictures of her on Kamala's wall, and says, oh, no. I, like, and the directors, I think, confirmed that people were saying that they, like, she turned into Carol. That's not true. And so, like, the directors clarified, confirmed that Kamala was switched to Carol's place. So I think Carol found the second bangle, because there's two, because Kamala in the comics has two bracelets or bangles on her. And... I think she's now in space, um, and Carol's going to have to get Kamala, and that's going to set up the Marvels, obviously. So, Miss Marvel will return to the Marvels. So, I thought that was good. That was well done. Um, Easter eggs, we get the Avengers con, a bunch of stuff, obviously. Scott Lane and Ant Man is a podcaster and authors, so everyone knows about what happened with Avengers and Endgame, Infinity War, plenty of other references. America's Ass is in there. You have Groot. I guess people knew about the Guardians from, like, their five seconds on Earth. Um, that's, that stuff. Well, Scott Lane obviously told them about a talking tree, So I guess. I guess. Um, I already said the X-Men 97. I think there's definitely a ton of other ones, but let me know if you're listening and you caught any other ones in the six episodes of Ms. Marvel, because I'm sure there's a bunch of comic references to Kamala Khan. Um. I just don't know them, unfortunately. I'm not, this isn't a character I was super familiar with, but I enjoyed her. Um, so, for my ranking for Miss Marvel, I have Miss Marvel personally in my B tier. I thought it was good. It's like it has flaws, as I've stated, but it was a good show. The visual style is very unique. Um, Kamala is a great character. And I really liked her. Her and Shang-Chi are my two favorite fa- new Face War characters. New Face War characters. Um, not my favorite MCU characters, but I, I like them both a lot. Um, um, so, um, but I-, I put Ms. Marvel at number 22. And it was those pacing problems and the fact that this is confined to six episodes. Clearly, certain shows in the future that we talked about on a later podcast apparently are going to be up to eighteen episodes, which might be too many. But also, I don't want to complain because this is literally what many, so many of us have been wanting: is longer shows, develop more, stop rushing things, especially these finale. Well, this finale was great, but a lot of finales haven't been. But for obviously the middle part of this show the show is the weakest part. Um, so I have this at number twenty-two of 36. Um, and it's at B tier, though, because I have a lot of stuff um, through the B tier. I only have, I think, eight in C and D tier, combined four and four, I think. That's how much I love the MCU, obviously. Um, but I'm not afraid to pick up flaws with even the B tier, as I've stated. But it's at 22. It's below Thor, Love, and Thunder, and it's above Moon Knight for me personally, but Moon Knight has gone higher on the Combined list because of Will and JJ So Respect to that and it's not that I hate Moon Knight. It's not that I hate Miss Marvel Um, Just compared to other projects, I think I find less flaws in stuff that is higher B tier and A and S tier obviously So I'm willing to look past them more and this I wasn't because there were things that just unfortunately didn't do it for me um on the master list, I believe this is above Spider-Man Homecoming now, and below, and it's below Thor 11 Thunder um, as well on that, or no, Thor 11 Thunder is 24, I don't know. We'll rearrange it at some point, but it's at 22, because I said it is, and like, that's just how it goes, because nobody was on this podcast to help me out, and that's fine, Um, I don't, um, I wanted to get this done, obviously, poor she Hulk drops, I didn't want to leave this away for a while and forget about it because it's not fair to the show. I wanted to put my thoughts out on it, and of course, if you have any thoughts, or you know information about the character, or you connected with this character's religion, or race, or whatever, you know, Obviously, let me know your thoughts. I want voices to be heard, and yeah, it's a. I enjoyed the show. It has flaws. It's what the beat here is for, I'm um, very much enjoy uh, going to look forward to this character in the Marvels, um, for sure. So, um, big news comic-con announcements hopefully get a podcast about that and hopefully not at like almost midnight as of recording this but uh without further ado thank you so much we'll see you next time on the tribe of nerds